Welcome to Grief Recovery Now podcast. I'm your host, Charlene Gorzella, your grief recovery specialist. This podcast is being produced just for you, someone who has been challenged and heartbroken over a significant and devastating loss, death, divorce, sudden life change, or the many other ways we experience grief. You will be taken on a conversational journey with me and some special guests who have come out the other side of grief and committed to small, powerful, and courageous steps that made all the difference in their lives for the better. I want to instill in you on what is possible, that joy, hope, peace, and happiness is closer than you think. While your life is forever changed, you can have a beautiful new outlook on your relationships and loss with a sense of completion that goes deep in your soul. Ready, set, now. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. This is Charlene Gorzella from Grief Recovery Now podcast, your host. And today is going to be a little different. It's a little impromptu podcast that I wanted to do today that I was inspired to do today. So I don't guest today. And I know once in a while I told myself that I would do a standalone podcast and just talk to you from heart to heart with my the listeners on Grief Recovery Now. And welcome to Grief Recovery Now. You are so appreciated. We are growing more listeners all over the world, as I mentioned a few times. And I'm just so appreciative of all of you. And knowing that I do not take what I do on this podcast lightly, or what we do with the guests I have. As you, a lot of you know, I'm an advanced grief recovery specialist, and I work with a certain educational modality to help people get to the other side of grief, unresolved grief to resolve, incomplete to complete. And it's a real beautiful way. As I said many times, it's not a support group. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor, but I am a specialist that helps you through this healing modality that is proven through thousands and thousands of happy people who just were stuck in the grief mode, unresolved grief and incomplete grief. And also anything from PTSD and trauma goes with it too. And what I'm making it my mission now, because I think what I've experienced that people think about grief, it's only about death, a loss of a loved one. And it's so much more than that. And sometimes it's the loss of an unloved one. And grief can have all kinds of levels in it. Grief can be very confusing sometimes. Because someone can be very sick, and while you would like them to go and get out of their pain, you also don't want them to go. So there's conflicting emotions. It could be for work, too. You want to go to your next level, or you're being pulled by a vision somewhere. And you have conflicting because there's parts of what you do you like, and then there's something else pushing you or pulling you to go to another place. So when you do leave a job, Sometimes it's some place you could be for a year or 20 years. There's conflicting emotions about all the big decisions, life decisions we make, and the sudden changes or a change that can happen from what you're used to, the congruency. You can lose congruency. You can lose a sense of certainty and going into uncertainty. So there's all kinds of emotions that go through all kinds of different losses or even some changes. And sometimes they're pretty um, impactful, especially with trauma or PTSD. And the podcast today is about grief. What's grief got to do with it? 
like that song with uh, Tina Turner, what's love got to do with it? Today, we're going to talk about what's grief got to do with it. And I think it affects so many levels of our society and our world that we don't even recognize or have even entertained. Maybe that could be an issue. Did you know that the divorce rate is probably about 50 to 60% people get divorced who marry. And I think it's an incomplete and unresolved issues that we take and I've taken into other relationships I've had. I could even talk about my relationship with my father. There was some incomplete and unresolved grief there. And he died when I was 16. I didn't realize until I was there in my early 60s that there was an issue going on because I've had relationships that didn't seem to stand the test of time. I was like, what is going on here? What do I have to do with this? And what am I not looking at? And I didn't beat myself up over it. I knew that there was something in my subconscious and the filter I was living through that didn't have me love fully in the deepest way. And it was probably not loving myself as much and not accepting or recognizing the emotions that I was going through. I would do STURBS, which is short-term energy relieving behaviors. I would get busy. I had a company for 26 years that helped me not get into relationships or not as deep as I'd like because I was in my own little Charlene track. I didn't know how to put a we together, which I've talked about in our other podcasts. And I even think about work relationships. I would, in my early years, since I had started working, my jobs would last about two years or so on the average. And I was like, geez, why is it that I can't work someplace for 10 years or 15 or 20? And what I realized was, I remember I got fired at one of my first jobs and they let me go. And that was tough. It was very heartbreaking. Did I love the job? No. But it affected me in a way that got me on this pattern. I didn't even look or did it do an inventory on myself and saying, okay, what was mine to do that I didn't do? As a young worker, we all have to learn. I mean, we're all a work in progress. So I was young. I was immature in the work field. And a lot of you know that I've been sober 33 years. So this is a time when I was whoopty doing it in, you know, in the 70s and the 80s. And that was part of my road that I was living and part of the experience that I was meant to live. And I'm not the only one who went through it, but I don't even think I did some kind of an, any kind of examination about the first job that I lost. But the next few jobs, I still didn't do any kind of examination until I got into recovery. That's when I started looking at myself and making amends. I remember making an amends to someone who hired me and I wasn't doing my full potential because I was out, you know, having fun at night. And then I come to work, not all the way there. Finally, I had to do a list of amends and he, this particular employer, I called him and apologized, not just for me about how I affected his job. He was my boss and he was responsible for hiring people. And so he made a judgment call on me to hire me. He was off the mark with me. And I sold a bill of goods to him that wasn't true. So I could have affected his job. So I just saw the, um, the domino effect of my actions. Do I forgive myself through it? I did. I do. I would feel so bad 
without even realizing it, how I did not necessarily tell the truth on my experience, on my call reports. And I know when I left that job or they let me go, it was my doing, but I never wanted to take responsibility. I just went on to the next, to the next, to the next. And we talk about STURBS. Again, short-term energy relieving behaviors. I also know there's long-term energy relieving behaviors that I did a lot. So what does grief have to do with all this? Everything. I never got to be resolved about things. I was just walking generality. I was free-floating anxiety and just learning to live with that underlying anxiety of, at that time, I was like, I needed to do Life 101 with work. Uh, As I said, my father died young. I was on my own since I was 18, and I wasn't sure how to work or the characteristics I needed to do a really good job. I was brought up in a beautiful way and had some structure, and you show up and all that, but for some reason, I was immature, and I forgive myself for it, but yet I still take responsibility for it, and I took some action. Years later, I started my own company. And I had it for 26 years. And what did I do? I showed up every day, even if I had to walk in humility over owning your own company or when I owned my own company, it was challenging because I brought myself to the company. The first couple of years, I learned so much and I learned throughout the 26 years. But I know that at that time, I got sober before I had my own company. So I discovered a lot about myself, but I also took action and had taken small, powerful steps to get to the other side of my incompetencies and the filter I was walking through. And when I say incompetencies, it doesn't mean that I'm wrong or that I was bad. It means I didn't recognize, I didn't know what I didn't know. And anyone I work with, or even any of the guests I have, or other people I talk to about grief and other losses and trauma and PTSD and all that, we don't know what we don't know. We do the best with what we know. And so that's why I encourage people to do some work in whatever modality you choose to do. And if it's grief recovery method, that's great. If it is going through at that time of your stage of grief, want to do a a group or do therapy, not that all therapists specialize in grief because there are therapists who refer people to us, people like me, grief recovery specialists, because they that's not their specialty. And we have a program that is proven in seven to eight weeks to get to a sense of completion and a sense of resolve. So getting back to what's grief got to do with it, it's got everything to do about it. And I'm making it my mission to teach people what grief is. And there is this article, and I've mentioned this in other podcasts, and the reason why I just try to hone this in is that the third pandemic, we just went through a pandemic and we're still going through it with COVID and a lot of other things that are going on in some of the movements in our world and our own country is that the next pandemic will be grief. A lot of unresolved grief. People have lost jobs. They've had, they've lost financial security very quickly. It happened overnight with COVID. And at least that's how I felt. It was like, what? One minute we're doing normal life and the next minute we're not. And we've got a lot of losses. We had to adjust. 
I remember waking up in the morning, like I know when my mom died and other friends of mine have died who are very close to me, a friend of mine who committed suicide. And it, it was just so unreal. And it happened so quick. All this stuff, all the deaths I've had happened fast. And a friend of mine who had a long death, it's like, I'd wake up in the morning and go, oh my God, my friend is dead. Oh, my my friend has committed suicide. That's how I was with COVID. I'd wake up sort of forgetting that there's COVID out there. And then all of a sudden I realize I see the masks around and all that. And I'm like, oh my God, there's COVID going on. There's a pandemic. People are dying. People are sick. We're afraid, especially at the beginning. We didn't know what we were dealing with. We know a little bit more now, but I had to really walk through this in a way and that it was not for nothing. It was something I had to really reflect on. And I had to get a level of acceptance of what is happening. What is in my microcosm with this COVID? And what is the world's microcosm in emotions and loss? There's gains that were going on. There was innovation. There was some good stuff. So there was conflicting emotions. I started this podcast in COVID. I met my love in COVID. I got a sense of purpose and continuation with my grief recovery method work. So there was some good stuff. I had time to be in a little cocoon at my home. I didn't have all kinds of decisions to make, where to go, what to create. I had, I was more single focused now during the COVID experience than I had for a long time. I had focus on other things, but for some reason, it gave me a little bit, at least how I'm looking at it, is I was in a a little cocoon. I didn't have to go to restaurants or pick what restaurant, what movie did I want to see at the movies. I enjoyed all these things, but I had to just hunker down and go like, okay, this is what I can do. This is what I can't do. And I did my grief recovery work too. And that changed everything. The filters I was walking through, it woke me up this COVID. And I have more gratitude for my life today and also an appreciation. But there's also now we have the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm in Los Angeles right now. And like there was no traffic in Los Angeles. So I drove to my boyfriend's house. It was 20 miles away. And I would get there in 25 minutes. Now there's all kinds of traffic there. Is there conflicting emotions about that? Yes, because it takes me longer to get there. No, but I make the best of it. But how about you? What are some of the things that you've done in COVID? What have you lost? I mean, I know people have lost friendship because of it. They haven't talked in a year. I know I have girlfriends I haven't talked to in a year. I had my people that I would talk to. And they just, it seems like my world got a little smaller. Not that it was bad. But I had to pick and choose who was it going to talk to or walk with because we'd walk six feet away. We would have masks on. And that was a little later in COVID. And I think about people who lost loved ones through death, through being in the hospital on a ventilator, through not being able to visit their loved ones. I lost two uncles, not because of COVID, because of being older and strokes and cancer. And I didn't get to say you know, some of the traditions were lost, like going to the funeral. We'd have a funeral or a wake and then a funeral. And we didn't have any of that. One of them had a uh, church service that they Zoomed. And it was great to see how people innovated. 
it was very sad in a lot of ways why I could not show up to the funeral or wake or hug my aunt when my uncle died or hug my family. I didn't see my family. Who didn't you get to see? And there were single people. I was, you know, I felt very fortunate. I got to meet someone that I could to enjoy COVID with. Also, I thought about the single people out there who are really alone, who were alone before. I know my introverted friends, they love this. They were like, oh my God. And not to put down what the, the sadness of having COVID and how it affected our worlds, both individually and collectively. My introverted friends were like, oh, this is sort of like Mecca for them. But for my friends who are very social, who want, who likes to meet people and they're single and they want to meet their love, either male or female, that was sad for them. And a lot of people, what was great too, is that we got innovative during this time. I hope that during this time and the past year, hopefully you took the time out to do some inner work for yourself and discover some things that you didn't realize because you weren't so busy doing other things, those short-term energy relieving behaviors, that that would sort of made you raw and really take a look at your life and take stock. What is really happening in my life and how do I want to move forward? What is that filter that is hampering me to go forward? It affects all of us, especially in relationships whether it be a marriage, whether it be a long-term dating, whether it be relationships that are on unsteady ground, whether it be work relationships, even our secondary relationships, the people we met at in the coffee room or lunch room. I remember I would talk to people in one of my lunch places. You know, we'd get to know each other through the years. So I'd know the manager, I'd know the cashier or something like that, or the Starbucks person. Hello, good morning. I didn't get to say good morning to people because you didn't meet, couldn't meet people. That, that was like, I was like, oh, there's sort of an emptiness. And I didn't know what it was until I heard someone talk about secondary relationships. That's a loss too. Is it like a loss of a death? No, but I believe we should honor emotions and our hearts. And I think when we do honor our hearts, no matter how anybody would perceive a small loss, insignificant loss, or a huge one, or or in between one, honor whatever that is. Because what has helped me during this COVID and going forward, I don't take anything for granted. And I also know through this work I'm doing and the podcasts I've been doing and the guests I've had on, how important this work is. We just had someone who talked about PTSD and the reframing of what that means to her. The, she had a word for every PTSD. It's like P was for positivity. What could she get out of this? And she's on my up and coming podcast or it already passed. Her name is Marianne Murphy and all the relationship people, sexuality. Um, somebody we had on was the hospice, the musical. It was just fantastic. So go out, even though we're still wearing masks and all that, go through the universe of Zoom, learn from others. We can't do this alone. It's like Tina Turner, what's love got to do with it? It's got everything to do with it. And how do we get a deeper love? Look at your grief. Look at your losses. Take a peek at it. Get the exact nature of what is going on in your heart. And I'm not saying think, think, think. I'm saying feel, feel, feel. And I'm not saying go down the rabbit hole. I'm just saying share it with someone. Call me. Call your therapist. Write writing. Some of our creative people had writing in their 
healing technology, I would call it. Some people did prayer. I'm doing breath class every morning at eight o'clock, Monday through Friday. I would, I wasn't doing it before COVID. All of a sudden this came up. I decided to do it. Now it's like my very breath. This breath class is just part of me now. The whole world, think about how you're, and this is part of grief recovery for me. How do you look at things in life? Are you more negative? Are you more positive? Are you not feeling at all? Are you apathetic? Are you, hmm, you know, who cares? I'm just going to live every day. Do you want meaning in your life? I think you do. You're not alone. People are sometimes afraid to have meaning because they're afraid they're going to lose it and fail. And like I did with my father and relationships, I was afraid to love because it would go away. I was afraid to really go for it all the way. And that's why I felt so separate. While I was in a relationship, did I feel a we or togetherness? No, sometimes I did, but I didn't realize how deep it can get and how beautiful. Do I take it for granted, the relationships I've had or the deep feelings of love I have today? No. Do I know that things can change and life happens and we're all going to die one day and who knows when it's going to be because I've had phone calls unexpectedly, mom died, dad died, for sure. And what I've learned in recovery is one day at a time, one moment at a time, one second at a time, try to even appreciate the pain. It's like, what? I must be needing this pain right now. I must be needing this grief right now. What is seeking to emerge through me, through this grief? Through this uncertainty, through this change, through this trauma, through this PTSD. And you, you know what the good thing is? You don't have to do it alone. I'm here for you. Other people are here for you. Seek out. And remember, grief shared is cut in half. Joy shared is multiplied. So on that note, thank you so much for listening. I am here for you. I'm speaking to you directly. I believe in you. I appreciate you. And know that it takes courage to take these next steps in life, to really go for it. I resist things all the time. I believe in contrary action. Contrary action sometimes to me is when I don't want to do something, my head's telling me, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But something in my heart, something, it doesn't even say it in words, says just go do it. And I do it. And I'm so happy I did. I had a business meeting. I didn't even want to go. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be responsible. But I showed up and I was so glad I went because I did contrary action. And I was able to be have some contribution to this meeting and feel a fullness afterwards. Like it was great to be alive. And I go, I can't believe I resisted that. But that's part of my nature sometimes. I resist things. I'll say, no, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to go for it. I don't know. I could be afraid of failure or afraid I'm not going to belong or afraid I'm not going to be able to contribute. I don't know what's going on with me. Or I'm just got a a hundred forms of fears that pop up once in a while. Just do it. Just remember. Okay, here's my tip. Contrary action. If you don't take a step forward, you will never go forward. Even if you take a step back, you made a mistake. It's not even a step back. It's just getting smarter. Let's all get smarter. Let's all get in our hearts. And I hope you enjoyed this. I This was off the cuff. I Something downloaded in me and I wanted to share with you guys today. So I send you guys off in peace and blessings. And just know you're not alone, even if you may feel like it. And contact me.
all my contact information is in the notes. Okay, I'm here. We have a Facebook group, a private Facebook group called Grief Recovery Now. On Instagram, I have, of course, the podcast. Take a look at it. Take your pick. There's all kinds of subjects going on. I had talking to my sister, Marlene, and she said, you know, one day I'm just going to sit and listen to all your podcasts. She goes, she really enjoyed them. And that meant so much to me. So I hope you enjoy them too. This is for you, not for me, even though I get so full doing it. So my boyfriend says I have long goodbyes. And so this is one of those long goodbyes. So we will talk to you soon and we'll see you on Grief Recovery Podcast. Peace and love and harmony. Till next time, go in peace. Okay, bye. Thank you for joining our Grief Recovery Now journey. Like what you heard? It would be the biggest compliment to our mission if you would please subscribe, rate, and review Grief Recovery Now on Apple Podcasts. And we'll keep you posted on our next podcast. If you don't have Apple, we are also on Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. Also, please join our private Facebook group, Grief Recovery Now. And if you are in need of any personal attention, please contact me with the link on this podcast page, which is griefrecoverymethod.com forward slash G-R-M-S forward slash Charlene dash Gorzella. It would be an honor to hear from you.